You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning, Real Presence Live listeners. This is a Monday edition of Real Presence Live here on Real Presence Radio. I'm your host, Blake Ritterman, along with Paul Braun, broadcasting live from Rose Creek Golf Course here in beautiful South Fargo. And we are at the 17th Annual Bishop Charities Golf Classic, otherwise known as the Putt for a Purpose here at Rose Creek. Um, we hope to raise some money for seminary and education and youth and young adult mis- ministries. Um, we are pleased to be joined by Steve Jones, the Director of Stewardship and Development for the Diocese of Fargo and has, how Paul put it, the head honcho of this event. Um, so Steve, great to have you on today. Hey, good morning. I'm just so grateful that Real Presence Radio is out here. Uh, you guys have been just steadfast supporters of this event and not only that, but you've been partners in mission and you're always there always reliable so thank you for being here well thank you steve yeah well it's so great to be be a part of it um to broadcast this this great thing because as we were talking before you know youth and young adults and seminary and education you know this is you know we're, we're planning for the future planning for the future of this church and how important this event is to also not only raise money but to raise awareness of the great gift of, of seminarians we have thanks be to god we have seminarians um youth and young adult ministries so tell us a little bit about this event it's a it's a fantastic event i was a part of it years ago uh, golfing in it as well so tell us a little bit about what is putt for a purpose well and that's just basically it for a purpose um we started this, I think the inaugural season or year was 2007, and it was kind of a an idea, and uh, it was a handful of teams. I shouldn't say, say that. It was probably about 10 to 15 teams at that time. Uh, we've grown now to, um, unfortunately, 38. 38. <laughs> yeah, we, we let a few in that we probably shouldn't have this year. Uh, they like to cap us off at 36, but... Uh, no, it's it's just grown every year, and I think, you know, of course, <clears throat> the fundraising aspect of it is is awesome, and it's amazing, and we're able to put some real dollars to help our seminarians and their education needs, but what I think that everybody walks away from is the fellowship with other Catholics, and being able to be on the course, and laugh, and joke, and kid, and and uh, pray for a good shot together. <laughs> <laughs> some men, some unanswered prayers sometimes. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I think God's remember, saying, remember, I think he's saying there's a lot more important things. Yeah. I gotta, remember uh, the prayers are in our time, the answers come in God's time. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, the fellowship part of it is just, uh, I think that's what keeps people coming back. Yeah, for sure. I mean, people talk about this leading up to it for, for months in advance, and people keep coming back um, as well just to to really fund this this great need of, of seminary and education. So you said you got 38 teams. Right. So tell me a little bit about how, you know, it's a scramble, I, I presume. So tell me a little bit about, like, uh, um, so it's a shotgun start. Do you just send them all out, or kind of how does that all work? Right. So registration is 11 to 1230. And at 1230, Bishop takes the mic from me, and he says, <laughs> be quiet, Steve. And uh, <laughs> says, I'm going to do a little welcome here. I'm going to do a little prayer. And literally, he says, gentlemen and ladies, start your engines. And then they all take off to their assigned hole. And on each hole, uh, 
two teams are per hole and they take off and launch from there uh one at a time but uh yeah when they're when they're on the course and it's a scramble and so what that means is that like a four-person team they all tee off on the tee box and then they take the best ball or the ball that they want to play with and then they all hit from there and they do that until the ball is in the hole mm-hmm. and uh and then they get the score at the end of the day Nice. And what you said you got some prizes, I'm, I'm presuming, for, for people. Tell There's a contest throughout the, the event as well. So contests and prizes, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we don't get too wild and crazy with contests. Uh, we do have a chip-in hole where um, folks can uh, take their try for five bucks a piece to chip uh, a ball closest to a hole. And uh, and then if they win, they win about a three hundred dollar golf bag. It's a really high end oh golf bag. Yeah. yeah, it's wonderful. And uh, and then we also have um, <clears throat> you know closest to the pin and longest drive and longest. Which putt. I'm never a part of. <laughs> yeah, Paul. <laughs> you longest keep... drive is like you guys. Go ahead, guys. <laughs> keep trying. <laughs> All you do, you, maybe you'll hit the cart path and it'll bounce and oh, there we go. Go another hundred yards. One of those maybe unanswered prayers, right? <laughs> um, but uh, we have a drawing at the end of the day because you know, yeah, we we have surprises for the p- team that finishes finishes first or second. Um, both the net score and the gross score. The net score is um, when we take in the handicaps. Oh, count. yep. But at the end of the day, we have a drawing, mm-hmm. and everyone can, is eligible for that, and everyone's got equal opportunity to win or lose. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. we give away two 50-inch TVs. Okay. And uh, you know the way TVs are going nowadays, we better up that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, and then and then just a number of other door prizes. Um, you're hard pressed to walk away from this tournament without winning something. Right. However, if you ask Father. I think it's for Father Riley Durkin, down in Lisbon now. He goes, I've been coming to this for seven years. I've never won anything. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> it happened. So the money that is raised, though, yeah, um, it goes to three, two major areas and then some areas within those. Talk first about the money that goes to seminarian formation. We've been talking about seminarians all morning so far and, and this is a big part of that isn't it the, for yeah. the money for that and you know we we label it as seminarians but it's more vocations and so any seminarian that is discerning or that is in in school to become a priest um yeah this helps cover their education costs and as well as any woman that is discerning or is on their way or trying to find their way to sisterhood uh whatever order that is and so, yeah, that's that's uh, that's that's the big one. And the other one is youth programs. And the youth programs, the number one area is search, and and for uh, retreats for young adults. And it's so life changing and transformational. And uh, so we use proceeds from this tournament to help in those areas as well. In what ways do they help, though? Uh, they help d- defray the costs for a retreat and so forth, or do they help more with being able to put on the retreat? No, actually, it's it's for those for those young adult or um, high school-age kids that want to go to retreat, but they don't have the means. Mm, perfect. And so we quietly 
have programs in place where we can help make sure that these kids can go to what they need to go to. I mean, that's the most important part, right? Yeah. They have to get there. And if they're having an issue financial-wise, we never want to be able to say to somebody, you can't go because you, you, you can't afford it. Uh, sorry. Uh, it's, it's nice to have something like this to be able to help those uh, kids and those young adults be able to go to a retreat and experience a retreat, no matter what their financial situation is. Exactly, Paul. And uh, we've got to make sure that uh, we can help fill those gaps where we can. We're not, we're not going to be the, the total answer, but hopefully we can be a big part of it. Well, every little bit helps, right? Oh, for sure. And I think getting people, because you can't have a retreat without people there. No. You know, so um, I think it's, it's up to the people in the parishes and, and the priests to identify, Matt, you, this would be really good for you. And if the... If it comes back with, well, I can't afford to the travel, I can't afford to go, the Diocese of Fargo has means, and I, and I would, you know, our whole listening area, but there's other dioceses, two different programs that are available to these young adults so that they're able to go. Because all of us on our way to the kingdom, we need to experience the Lord. <laughs> it's through these retreats and it's through these means in which that, you know, we're, we get ourselves disposed to the Lord. And I think, you know, for all of us, our retreat is a great way to do that, especially nowadays our culture. You know, these youth and young adult mystery ministries are becoming more and more important um, for, for something like that, too. So, so Paul, why do you think, I mean, you're saying it's grown, you know, 17 years of doing the same thing. Usually in development, you're like, oh, yeah, that didn't work. Let's move on to another. But this seems to be keep working, if you will. Why do you think it's, it's been so successful year after year? Well, I... I truly think it's people want to be engaged in their faith life. I think that there's a hunger out there to do things with other people that sh- share their similar faith experience and what have you. I truly believe that. It's the fellowship. It's the friendships out here. Uh, it's the camaraderie. Com- well, I can't say that word, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, the, it's the, that togetherness. I really do believe. And then coming to- together after everyone's on the course for four or five hours coming together for a banquet sitting down at the table breaking bread with each other and uh i mean banquet gets over by 7 7 30 well shoot there's people still hanging around talking visiting slapping each other on the back until 8 39 o'clock it's uh it's just wonderful it's great it is a it is a real fellowship a real get together and i steve to just dovetail what you said i, I agree with you that the f- real fun part besides needling everybody on the course you know, <laughs> right the real fun part is afterwards when we have that fellowship and get together and it's just a lot of fun and it's it's a very nice atmosphere it's a terrific atmosphere when you have a bunch of faith-filled people together and they're enjoying a, something that they enjoy doing they're enjoying a good meal uh ribbon each other and just knowing that it's going for a good cause. It, it's a lot of fun. It yeah, really totally. Is. And you know what? And I understand this listening audience is way greater than the Diocese of Fargo. Um, most of my colleagues from surrounding dioceses, you know, if it's Crooks and Duluth, you know, uh, Rochester or New Alm, South Dakota, um, they all have their own events. Most of them have golf tournaments. I urge you to, to reach out support them uh, wherever you can because uh, if we're not growing our faith community and staying strong as a community um, 
you know, we're, you know, what's the alternative? So we uh, need to sit together and support our diocese where we can support our parishes, support each other, um, because that's how we stay strong. Exactly. I'm uh, your host, Blake Ritterman. We are broadcasting live from Rose Creek Golf Course at the Putt for a Purpose event, a charity golf tournament for seminary and education and youth and young adults. Uh, I'm with Paul Braun, my co-host, and we're visiting with Steve Shones. We're going to take a quick break, but on the other side of the break, we'll continue to talk to Steve on the other side to just a little bit more about the Putt for a Purpose event, and we'll see you on the other side of the break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. We have all lost someone to the reality of death, some more tragic than others. I'm Father Chris Alar. While grieving is a natural process, it helps if you know how to navigate your way through it. As my friend Sammy Wood says, you can never get over a tragic loss, but you can get through it. Come to know the stages of grief, which are acute, integrated, and complicated grief. Seek help whenever needed, either from a friend or especially from medical professionals. There is no shame in asking for help. Remember, Jesus accepted the help of his followers while bearing the weight of the cross on his way to Calvary. Don't go it alone. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. What if you could earn a degree that offers the best of both worlds, an MBA and a master's degree in philosophy? The University of Mary offers one degree that combines world-class business training with a careful study of life's deepest questions through their combined MBA, MA, and philosophy program. By earning one degree in both philosophy and business online, you will rigorously engage the big ideas needed to address professional challenges. Visit catholicprofessional.life. Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com. Find Catholic news you can trust, information about events coming up in the local area, and the latest on what's happening at the RPR Network. And don't forget that you can listen to any of our stations around the clock from anywhere in the world. Need prayers for someone or something in your life? You can submit those through our online form for the entire family to pray for. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. Online at realpresenceradio.com. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Good morning, Real Presence Radio listeners all across the beautiful RPR Network. This is Paul Braun, the Communications Director for the Diocese of Fargo, and we are hosting Real Presence Live this morning, live from Rose Creek Golf Course in South Fargo. We're here for the 17th annual Bishop's Charity Golf Classic, or as we like to call, Putt for a Purpose. And we uh, raise money for seminarian and seminarian formation, vocations, and also for youth and young adult ministries. And we have with us right now uh, Steve Shones. He's the Director of Stewardship and Development for the Diocese of Fargo. And Steve, you were mentioning during the break, you know, we have more people listening than just in Fargo. And there are needs in every diocese as far as uh, 
vocations uh, development and supporting seminarians and supporting uh, re religious life. Uh, you may have some ideas for people uh, if they want to help in their diocese to support those programs. Right. I, you know, thanks, Paul. Um, great to be here, and thank you so much for the invite, RPR. Um, and thanks for being out here. Um, see, yeah, listen, I know my colleagues uh, throughout the listening area, you know, no matter what diocese they're from, if it's Rapid City or Duluth or what have you. Um, and they're all out there helping people do what they want to do to support the church. Everyone's got their, you know, what they're really... Um, happy to support you know what their desires are some people it's religious education some people it's seminarians and their educational needs some people want to support um the bishop and wherever the need is greatest um others i had a gentleman on the phone last week his desire is to make sure that we're taking care of cemeteries and and I think I speak for the rest of our co my colleagues uh, that we want to help people do what they want to do. And our offices are set up in a way that we can facilitate that. So if someone calls in and I pick it up and, and this is Mary Jane from Animus, North Dakota, and I want to support not only cemeteries, but I want to support this certain cemetery that has been, you know, inactive, but they, they have some perpetual care needs. And, well... We'll take. We'll make sure that that happens. We got. We we uh, donor intent and what they want to do is very important, and we want to make sure that that is carried through. So, uh, whether it's through a foundation with an endowment or if it's just a direct donation to be used right now, um, we make that happen. In what ways can people do that, though? You you were mentioning endowments. You were mentioning direct donations. What? If somebody wanted something to be given to a certain cause, let's say I wanted to give money and I wanted every year to go to a like a pro-life uh, ministry, mm -hmm. even after I'm gone, how can they do something like that? Yeah, it's a great, great question there, Paul. Um, I write, I, I wrote an article a couple of years ago. It was like, how do you give to your church for a hundred plus years? And uh, and the whole article was based based on endowments. And, and the, the, the principle behind it is the fact that you use the earnings each year from that endowment, which is in a foundation, and that goes to support that charity. And for our foundation in the Fargo, we give 5% every year. That's just the, the threshold because we know that we earn, on average, 6.14%. So not only are we able to give 5% every year, uh, from an established fund, but we're able to grow the endowments beyond, and uh, that's just the way we roll. And I think every every diocese in the listening audience has got a foundation of their own, um, and so yeah, that's that's a great way to do it. And uh, endowments are very powerful; they're perpetual and they last forever. Are they tax deductible? Yes, they are. That's an important part. People can use these either for. Um, Retirement savings, or is tax deductible? Uh, something for you know, like I said, to reduce their taxes. Well, in the state of North Dakota, and uh, and I and I can't speak for the other states, but in North Dakota, people who give five thousand dollars or more to uh, a qualified endowment, which all of ours are within our foundation, 
they can get a 40% tax credit for the amount of the gift. So you make a $5,000 gift to, let's just say, a seminary and uh, endow- endowment fund within our foundation. They get $2,000 used as a tax credit. So they can reduce their tax bill by $2,000. And the cool part about that, if I can say cool, is that what they don't use this year, they can carry forward for three years after. Okay. So, What about using uh, donations to help causes uh, to also uh, give you some money back in retirement? How does that work? That's a gift annuity. Uh, it's a very popular instrument. And... Uh, so, like, let's just say uh, someone says, you know what, I want to support my parish, St., let's just say St. Mary's. Um, and I'd like to put $25,000 in a gift annuity. And that doesn't come to fruition until that person's passing. But in the meantime, that person will receive an annuity payment in the amount of whatever it may be based on their age. Someone is like 80 years old, that, that may be 7 to 8, 8.5% annually of that amount of that uh, gift. And then once, once that person passes, then that do- those dollars go to their name charity. In this case, it would be that St. Mary's. Would it be that 7 to 8%? Or would it be the whole thing? It would be the whole thing. The whole thing, yeah. Okay. Man, that's so. There's so many options for people to give of themselves um, through the and you have tons of endowment funds within the Catholic Development Foundation that support, like you said, a lot of individual causes with that. So, I think it's it's important for people to know there's a lot more than just cash gifts Absolutely. that people can give of themselves too. Um, and I think just giving your what's the best way to someone you know, hey, I, I want to give, I want to give. What's the best way for someone? Maybe not knowing there was options to, to kind of get in touch with you. Well, um, they can always get in touch with me. You know, anyone from the Diocese of Fargo, uh, just call the Diocese office, ask for Steve. But if you're anywhere in the listening audience and you're from a different diocese, just you, know, you can talk to your pastor. They'll punch you in the right direction. Or uh, just call into the Diocese office and ask for the development director or someone to help with donations. Mm-hmm. And they should be able to point you in the right direction. And, you know, Blake, you know, you said it. There's so many different ways um, to use assets and dollars and and what have you. So um, maybe talking it through with a development yeah. director would help figure out what would be best for them. And we always defer to make sure you talk, you know, the donor they should be talking to their own financial advisor or tax person uh, to make sure that they are uh, consulting with them as well. An important part of Steve's job also, Steve, if I can speak for you, uh, you also are in charge of getting that money in every year to keep the diocese going. (laughs) And uh, so you have capital campaigns that you are also uh, running, and uh, that's an important part of your office. Well, every diocese has an annual appeal to help fund all the ministries that um, the bishop relies on to to happen. If it's, you know, marriage and family life, if it's pro-life office, if it's communications. Oh, yeah, we like that office. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But, uh, you know, for the first... Our diocese, for the first time in almost 30 years, we're, we're launching. We're in the middle of 
launching a uh, capital campaign to help fund a few ministries that need some dire support. This is beyond and over the regular right. uh, capital campaign, right. or the regular uh, diocesan campaigns. And this is about seven years in the making. Um, our bishop realized that our parishes really have a lot of need. I mean, um, and they don't always have the ability to put their resources together to put a fundraising campaign or a, 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 an idea together. And so um, this campaign, 40% uh, of it is to, to fund our parishes and whatever needs that they have going. So it's a wonderful thing. Uh, another big piece is um, Maryvale Retreat Center, which was Maryvale Convent out in Valley City, North Dakota, that was recently gifted to the diocese. Amazing um, gift. Yeah, it's just wonderful. And uh, But it also takes a few bucks to run annually. Um, and so we need to create an endowment to help support the ongoing efforts out there and, and to keep it very stable. And there are some renovations that have to happen if we're going to host couples out there with, you know, we've got, you know, bathrooms, a community bathrooms right now. We need to have uh, plumbing within in all the rooms and what have you. And then there's a lot of other things. Basically making real hotel rooms. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be your your Hilton or anything, but... But yeah, it's uh, we just need a more functional uh, some things that have got to happen, and uh, Bishop has been wanting to hopefully build a priest retirement home, an eight unit complex for those priests that desire to live in commune with other priests or their their brothers. And uh, and there's a need for that, and it's not going to be something that everyone wants to do, but there is a need out there for some retired priests that want to live in um, community with their brothers. And we're not talking just about, you know, raising money just for physical buildings and so forth. No. We're also talking endowments, aren't yeah. we? So to, to keep those running. To keep those going, uh, to help them keep them funded into the future in, perpetu in perpetuity. Um, so it's not a albatross hanging around the neck of the diocese as an expense item. Probably the most important part, and I've been in conversations on this, of course, uh, is that parishes can raise money for themselves. Yes, as well. That's a, that's an important part. How does that work? Yeah, I mean, so you let's say you you're a member of Holy Cross on West Fargo, so so they'll have a goal, uh, a reasonable goal, and. Seven out of ten dollars will stay with the parish, and after they hit their goal, they'll keep seven dollars out of the ten. So it's a, it's a wonderful model, and they can use that to wherever they need it most. That's a beautiful thing, and we hope that it's uh, going to be successful. That'll be launching fairly soon, and so if you're listening in the Fargo Diocese, uh, be uh, looking forward to some more information on that. Steve, great talking with you. We're broadcasting live from the Putt for a Purpose, 17th Annual Bishop's Charities Golf Classic. We're going to take a break. and On the other side, we're going to be talking with Brady Borslin from the Diocese of Fargo. Stay with us.